When wine is on trial, the gossip is dishy. The judges are drunk. The verdicts are random. So random. This is True Crimes Against Wine. Her first job was for Unilever. They make like soap. I totally thought you just said anal lover. (laughs) Very progressive. Hello. (laughs) Welcome back to another episode. Of True Crimes. Against Wine. Season 2 premiere. Woo! Woo! I'm so excited to be yeah. back again. Oh, I'm Topher, by the way. Yes, and I'm Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel is going to be navigating the dicey seas of celebrity gossip today. Yes, and Topher is steering on our ship on the wine ocean. I am drunk. <laughs> I'm not drunk yet, but I'm going to be drunk by the yeah, end of this Yeah, it's going to happen. So, Topher, how did you spend your summer break? I spent my summer break... Doing Write me a- an essay. <laughs> <laughs> I did a lot of uh, research into our new season. Yeah. And we've been sourcing some really awesome wines. We're going to be, uh, I think, throwing in some curveballs for you guys, mm. too, that are going to be fun. Yes, Kind of I'm adding excited. some new categories. And yeah. we've got some really fun people to talk about this season, and I'm very excited for Me it. Me too. So let's get into it All today. Right. Shall we grab the wine? We shall, yeah. Okay. So today we are doing our old friend Chardonnay. <laughs> yes. Not just a stripper name. And uh, not just. Not just. So if any of you are old friends of ours who have listened to our past season, you know that we've talked about Chardonnay a couple of different times. Most notably was our really awesome Harry Potter episode where we went on a quest to find the perfect butterbeer Chardonnay. That was so much fun. That was a great episode. Go back and listen to it. Yes. We get extra drunk because there's Especially if you want like Christmas and July kind of vibes. Yeah. That's a fun one to do. So you may be a little bit more familiar with Chardonnay than some of our newer listeners that are just joining us. Mm -hmm. But just to kind of briefly recap, Chardonnay is the grape varietal. Mm -hmm. It is native to Burgundy, France. However, Mm. it's grown all over the world now. And it's actually one of the most grown grapes out there. And you can find it everywhere in your markets. There's going to be very distinctive styles, which we'll talk about Mm -hmm. probably a little bit later on, too. Yeah. But Chardonnay is kind of known as a rite of passage for people who uh, are just getting into the winemaking business because it's a very versatile grape that takes on characteristics basically however you want it to. It's very malleable in that Mm, way, which means that there's a lot of kind of room for your own creativity to go into it, to create your own style. So that said, let's Let's pour pour. our Chardonnay for today. Love that sound. I do too. Every time. And right off the bat, I'm getting a lot just from the way that this looks in the glass. It's got kind of a deep straw golden color. Yeah, I would say it's very summery, spring looking. It is, yes. Okay. Give you that back. Our bottle over there. So, oh, I this time I did a bad job of pouring for myself. So you can't yell at me. I can't yell, but I will anyway. All right, cheers. Rachel. So I'm not going to gulp it. We're not going to do that. What, are, what do we do first? Smell. We smell. That's right. Hmm. Mm. Okay. 
It smells like a lovely light perfume. It really does. I'm surprised. I was kind of expecting there to be, just because this is a California Chardonnay. Yeah. I was expecting there to be kind of a really big oaky sort of thing that hits me in the, no, the face. It's nice and it doesn't. And light. I would like dab this like behind my ears and my wrists mm-hmm. and go out on the town. Yeah. And by dab, I mean I would accidentally spill some on myself. And <laughs> there just we say, go. You know and what? It would actually not be behind your ears. It would be all over your boobs. Well, that's fair. Yeah. But that's okay. That's where somebody's face is going to end up later on anyway. Sure, all right. <laughs> can um, I sip it? Can you, can you delve in any more with the smell? Or is that, keep in mind, this is chilled. So, you know, it might be okay. a little bit difficult. No. Okay. That's fair. I'm getting apple. Okay. Lots of apple notes. Okay. And, and right now it's kind of a like a, a ripe yellow apple. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm yeah, talking about? I can about? see that. Yeah. All right. Can we sip? Let's sip. Okay. Ooh, hmm. definitely apple. Yeah. Man, this is straight up. Do you remember that one wine, that Chardonnay that we tried in the Harry Potter episode that we were like, no, it was, we we liked it. We were like, it's not, it was great. It wasn't butter beer, but it was, it was more like if you want wine that is somehow also like a fall apple cider, like sit by a fire pit kind of Uh white wine. This reminds me of that. Mm, see, I'm not getting the fall vibe. It's not as fall, but it's still got that super apple-y. To me, this is a nice, like, brunch when the weather is starting mm. to get nice and warm. You want to be outdoors. You know what I really want with this wine right now? Because mm. you're absolutely right. This is like a summertime thing. I want to be... <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> no. I want to want to be sitting. summer too. <laughs> I want to be sitting out on your back deck right oh. now with the umbrella up for the shade. Yes. And I want to be drinking this wine with a really good charcuterie board some nice Ooh, meats and cheeses because yeah. mm-hmm. this reminds me of having like the charcuterie board where you've got like the apple slices yes, and all of that yeah mm-hmm. yeah perfect yeah well that's very fitting for our celebrity can we talk about them yeah reveal okay, our celebrity right. i did get a sneak peek because of the cork the cork has this the person's cork is face super cute okay yeah. so this is martha stewart her collab with 19 crimes this is martha's chard Martha's Shard. Yeah. Feel the label. Oh, it's got like a nice texture to it. Yeah, it's nice and raised. So we've actually done 19 Crimes before. With her good friend. With her good friend Snoop Dogg. Yes, we have. And that was in one of our very, very early on first season episodes. So we are familiar with the entity that is 19 Crimes. Yes. You see this everywhere. Like it's at pretty much every grocery store. It's 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 very easy to find. Yeah, Pretty good wines too. There are some from them that maybe aren't, we haven't enjoyed as much, but for the most part. I was not a fan of Snoop Dogg's rosé. That rosé is bad. It was not. Don't drink that Well, it it was, I'm not going to say it was bad. It's not to my taste. I don't like sweeter wines like that. And there was just something about it that tasted like a, like a candy watermelon. Yeah. The red that. Some people like. Yeah. The red that we did on our episode from him was good. We enjoyed that. It was perfectly fine. It was a great, just kind of no brainer, like backyard barbecue kind of wine. And I think this is kind of in that same vein. Like it's a really nice, easy to drink Chardonnay. This is better than I thought that it was going to be so far. Okay. So your expectations were low. (laughs) They were honestly, because it's a, how much was this bottle? Know, like 10 bucks maybe. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it's a, there are some really great examples of wine that we've talked about before that you can do for $10 and under. Sure. They tend to not be. The best? Well, no, I, I wasn't <laughs> going to say that. They tend to not be this type of wine where it's 
from California. It's mm. a really big producer. Mm-hmm. So I was expecting something that was a little bit lower quality. I was expecting it to be that style of Chardonnay that mm. I really don't like. The heavily yes. oaked yeah, that's Chardonnay. That's not your favorite. It's not my favorite. Right. This is really light and crisp and summery and we're drinking it on a perfect day for that too because there's a scorcher right now. I don't know when this episode's going to air, so. Well, Georgia's hot until about November. Yeah, and even then, (laughs) Thanksgiving in shorts. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm enjoying it so far. But yeah, let's, I'm sorry, I, I totally derailed your introduction of Martha. Strike one. (laughs) I'll take a drink. Okay. Yeah, go ahead and take a drink. So I know that you know Martha Stewart. I I do. I mean, she's a household name. Yeah, she's iconic. Yeah. So I know that she is known for really being a, like, homemaker kind of television personality. I know that she now, I don't know if it's still going on, but at least until recently, she's had a show with Snoop Dogg. Yeah. Um, that again, and I talked about this last time when we were talking about Snoop, I've not been able to actually watch an entire episode because it's never airing on any of my streaming platforms. And that makes me angry because well, I would actually enjoy watching her. <laughs> Download it. From I will there. do that. Um, I also know that she is a, a fashion designer. Yes. And by fashion designer, I mean that she has a whole line of like doggy clothes. She loves as well her pets, as like yeah. dog beds and yeah. things like that. Yeah, and they're ridiculously expensive. So Martha, you need to work on that. Yeah, send us stuff. We have dogs. We do have dogs, and we will take pictures of our dogs Absolutely. in your stuff because yeah. your dog clothes are actually like really cute, and like the fabrics are really soft, and I like them. Yes. Um, and I'm not generally a ridiculous person, but I am when it comes to <laughs> dogs. Yes, I was gonna be like. You are a ridiculous dog owner. Very ridiculous when it comes to my dogs. Yes, I know you are. Okay. Yeah, so Martha Stewart is so well known, but let's like kind of dive into her her backstory. One more one more thing I know about Martha Stewart that I discovered as an adult. So when I was a child, I was watching the 90s remake of the classic Audrey Hepburn movie Sabrina. Uh Starring Julia Oldman. Oldman? I don't remember. I don't know. And Harrison Ford. Mm-hmm. And Harrison Ford flies Sabrina out to Martha's Vineyard in one scene. And yeah. I remember thinking, man, I knew that Martha was famous, but I didn't realize she was that famous. I know. And it wasn't until I was an adult that I found out that Martha's Vineyard is not named after Martha Stewart. I, I thought that too as a child. I was like, damn. Right? Talk about some clout. Well, because she is so associated like with New England too, because exactly. that's where she grew up. So that makes sense that I think a lot of us had that connection. Plus, besides Martha Washington, name one other famous Martha. You can't. It's impossible. It's There aren't any. Right, exactly. Like Martha Stewart has basically cornered the market on famous Marthas. Yeah. Well, her mother's name was Martha. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. It's referred to as Big Martha. <laughs> But yeah, let's talk about Martha Stewart. So she okay. has a birthday coming up. Um, she was born August 3rd, 1941. So she's going to be 81. 81. Oh, my. If we can do math. God. I know. She, she looks, looks amazing. amazing. I know. Right? I mean, listen, she's kind of a gay icon, too, which yes. we'll get into, yeah. I'm sure, later on. But that's one of the reasons is that, like... Obviously, she's had work done. You can't look the way that she does at that age and not have had work done. But God damn it, she looks good. I know. She actually succeeded in, like, making herself freeze at a certain age. Like I know. 
And just like has maintained that. And just maintained it. For really like the past. Like since she was maybe in her. 25 years. Yeah, I was going to say like in her like late 50s. Right. Yeah. No, she looks fantastic. She was born Martha Helen Costira. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Costira. Yeah. K-O-S-T-Y-R-A in Jersey City, New Jersey. Her. She's a Jersey girl. Yeah, she's a Jersey girl. Her parents are Polish and Catholic. Her grandparents immigrated from Poland, so she's like truly like a Polish. Wow. One, let's say a Polish. <laughs> she's, like, a, she's a sausage. She is Polish, a hundred like through and through. Something about her always to me, I just assumed that she was like staunch, like New England Irish Catholic kind of background. I think because of the Stuart last name and because of her vibe and aesthetic. And she's you know? she's the queen of the wasps, right? I mean yes. that is like yeah yeah. She grew up in this Polish Catholic household. Interesting. Her parents were both teachers. Her dad later became a stockbroker, which is where she learned that from. We'll talk about that in a second. Mm -hmm. She learned to cook and sew from her mom. I love it. And garden from her father. Oh. Isn't that sweet? That's so wholesome. Okay, so a couple of questions yes. about all of that. So She's one of six children. I was going to ask yeah. about that. Yeah, like, big she Catholic come from a large, family. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then my other question is, so you said school teacher. So she didn't grow up with a... A wealthy family. No, I think she grew up very solidly middle class. Okay. Which back, back in the then 40s too, and 50s was pretty affluent, honestly, compared yeah. to middle class today. And I mean, teachers were not necessarily paid well back then, but teachers nowadays get the same pay that teachers got Basically, in the 1940s. Yeah. So, yeah. you know. Yeah, so I think it was like a very like solidly middle class family. Right, okay. Where they weren't struggling. They had enough to obviously live a nice life, but they weren't like... Buying vacation homes or, you know, things like that. Right. It was so much easier to be middle class back it then. It was, wasn't it? <laughs> Let's all travel back to the mid I was about to say, like, definitely not great for most people that are not white men. Yes. But honestly, it's not that great now. And it's about to get not that greater. Yeah. So, um, so goodbye, America. I don't know. I don't know what else to say. Like, R.I.P. Things aren't going well. But yeah. Um, Martha started modeling as a teenager. She was a model? She was a model. You didn't know that about I her? I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. We should look up her pictures. I just kind younger. of assumed she was always like, what was Betty White's character in the Mary Tyler Moore show? Oh, Sue Ann Nivens. Oh, yeah. I just assumed that's how she got her thing was like, maybe she started on a local news show and was like, they're home care tips kind of person. I didn't realize that she was well, a yeah. model. Yeah, she started modeling. And she did that, I think, kind of for like pocket money mm. kind of thing, not to like support her family, but really to kind of give herself some money. So she did that throughout high school and college. Okay. And at one point she was getting paid up to $50 an hour to model. That's that's a lot which back then. Which in the like that's 60s, <laughs> like late 50s, I know, early 60s, it was a lot of money. So she did fairly well yeah. for herself. She went, what kind of modeling was it? Was it like catalog modeling? A, a or, mixture of things, okay. yeah. Her first job was for Unilever. They make like I soaps totally thought you just said anal lover. <laughs> Very progressive. <laughs> so Boy. she modeled sex toys. Interesting. Yeah, you didn't know that? Well, you know what? I wouldn't put it past her. Yeah, I'm sure she'd be like all for that now. But not in the 50s. That wasn't her first modeling gig. She went to Barnard College. You know Barnard? I don't. It's in New I'm York. sure it's like Vassar and shit it like is. that. It is. Yeah. It's one of the seven sisters schools. Okay, yeah. So it was mm -hmm. kind of like the women's college that goes along with Columbia. Okay. Yep. That tracks. Um, she went there. She 
majored in history in architectural history. Which isn't that cool? It to me, you know what it is? It's so Mona Lisa smiles. Yes. Absolutely. That's totally what that is. Would I mean like if you could travel back in time and be a fly on the wall, you know that she'd be hanging out. Her group of friends would look exactly like the group of girls in Mona Lisa smiles. Oh yeah. One hundred percent. And as someone who went to an all women's college, I think that is so fascinating how different they used to be. Mm. You know, of course, like when they originated, but then like mid-century where people think of them as very like prim and proper and like you have to wear your pearls and you have have to have your hair done. I almost wore like a pastel blouse with like a pastel sweater with like the... Oh, the, the arms tied up. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But then I realized I don't own either one of those right. items of clothing. So This was as preppy as I could get. <laughs> Your Beetlejuice shirt. It's just a white and black striped shirt. It's not a Beetlejuice. I was thinking like, you know, it's cool and collected. I'm out on the Cape for the summer. This is a very pleasure yacht kind of. But I've got my pearls on. We're both wearing our pearls. I'm wearing some of your pearls in addition to pearls that you gave me. Yes, I have a lot of pearls for some reason. Because you went to an all-girls college. All-women's college, Topher. Get it right. All broad. Take a drink. All-dames college. All right, take a drink. (laughs) Oh, I was the first one to spill on my boobs. Congrats. Thank you. You won the trophy. Woo! (laughs) Should we get trophies made? Where it's just someone drunkenly like spilling wine on themselves? We should not get them made, but we should have people make them for us. Make us trophies. We will get a P.O. box for you to send them to. Or you can fax them to us. 3D print them? Yeah. But buy us a 3D printer first because I don't have one of those. Also, fax us the 3D printer and then, yeah. Yeah, and then send the code. I don't really don't know how 3D printers work. I'm not really sure It's like magic to me. Yeah, it is. (laughs) It's something out of nothing. Right? Like, how do they do it? There's no way to tell. Yeah. There's no way to find out. You send an idea through wires. Right, you stare at it it, and and then then the thing emerges. it's, It's, I think it's. Basically, it's the same technology they have in Star Trek, right? That, like, makes their yes. food and shit? Yeah. Can you 3D print, like, lasagna? No. I don't see why you couldn't. Oh, okay. Maybe? I don't know. I don't know. Do you just, like, put the tomatoes and noodles in the back of it and it comes out a lasagna? No, you would send, like, the recipe through okay. the 3D printer. I really don't know how it works. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a technology podcast. Obviously not. Martha got married when she was just 20 years old, and then she, like, finished her degree after she got married. That, to me, also feels very, very product of that time. Yes. Yeah. So she got married in 1961 to Andy Stewart. He went to Yale. Of course he did. So she was, and you know he had the sweater with the oh, Y on of it. At this time, and yeah. And the crew cut. Yeah. So they were very much, like, in this waspy life. So they... Which, honestly... Yeah. Sounds... Really fun to, like, cosplay in. Yes. I'm going to get a lot of flack for that, and I understand it, but it does. It's a life where your worries are not dire. hmm Where, like, it's just kind of given that you will succeed and have the things that you want. And it doesn't even of... occur to you to have empathy for no. marginalized groups who no. can't. Because you don't see anybody like that. Everybody's exactly. white and rich around you. Exactly. So it doesn't exist. Yeah. Yeah, so after they got married, they were living in New York for a little bit, but then they also bought this house out in Connecticut, of course. I was going to ask where she where she lives, and I was like, I bet it's Connecticut. Connecticut, yeah. It was a house built in, like, 1805. Do you have a problem with that? <laughs> <laughs> it's Belchy wine, okay? Okay, uh-huh. Go ahead, let it out. 
I'm good. Okay. It was built in 1805. Yeah. So I can see her like loving this whole like, because she's got her architecture thing. Yes. She's like, I'm going to restore That's this farmhouse. That's what farm she did. House. That's exactly what she did. So okay, she started. We know started... that this life is very problematic, but also it sounds so dreamy. I know. It's like all I want. It's like living in like a Nora Ephron movie. Like, it really it's so is. easy and comfortable. A lot of soft lighting everywhere. I know. Diane Lane looks amazing with her little kerchief tied up I in her know. hair. Meg Ryan is there. So is Tom Hanks. Everything is nice and comfortable. Everything is nice and comfortable. Yeah. You have a lot of like cashmeres at all mm-hmm. <laughs> Throw blankets that are cashmere. Uh, throw blankets for days. Yeah. You definitely have white carpeting, but it never gets never soiled. Dirty. Even though you've got five dogs that you rescue. Well, you have help. Clean. Yeah. You've got one of those big stone fireplaces you can like yes. walk into. I know. Even though you only ever have like small fires in it. I know. You have a really beautiful patio with a gorgeous view in the Adirondack chairs. Yeah. It snows and you but like. But never enough to be like gross or inconvenient. No, the snow's always like, it's never slushy. It's always no. like pristine snow. And you definitely like with a group of friends are being filmed, like, carrying through, like, dragging through a Christmas tree that you cut down in on the land that you own. Yes. Mm-hmm. And there definitely are not bugs that have nested in it no. that will hatch and do, like, No, no spiders are emerging. No spiders. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a very idyllic life. Yes. So she and her husband basically lived that life, and she restored their home, as you correctly surmised. Mm-hmm. And she had that architecture background, but also, like, a really sharp eye for design, too, like, the interior design. So she started doing that, and then she was actually working as a stockbroker for a little bit. That's a strange transition. Well, I guess because her father. Her father, and then she's very – she's a businesswoman. She is a businesswoman. She knows what she's doing. But it's just interesting to me. I'm sure you'll tell me, but Mm -hmm. I need to know, like, where did that come from? How do you go from being, like, this perfect Vassar kind of – yeah. Young woman gets married really young is like doing Excuse the me. like mitzi. Burpee wine. <laughs> doing the mid-century housewife dream to like, I'm also an extremely savvy businesswoman. And like. I think this is kind of her personality because she has some kind of ruthless. She does. She does. Her. But you also have to learn the skills yeah. to be able to she apply does. Yeah. It, she's not, you know? I wouldn't say like a mean person. She's sassy. She's very sassy. And that's but I she's lo- also, and if that's not shade, no. I, I love she her. She's assertive it. and bold. And I think and she doesn't take people's bullshit. No, and I think that's kind of why like her lifestyle brand became so popular. Because not only was it like really well done and fun and nice and like of good quality, but also like her personality behind it too was like a nice compliment to it. She always kind of had this thing that I recognized growing up because we didn't have any Martha Stewart shit in our house. Mm. We could not afford it. You see it in her recipes even where it's just like, it's honestly not even bordering on elitist. It's kind of elitist. elitist. And she's so unapologetic about the fact that like, this is Unapologetic is the perfect word for her. She's not a snob in the sense that like she looks and talks down to people who can't maybe access certain things in that regard. But she's very like, this is really high quality stuff and it fetches this yeah, price. Yeah, and that's and this, what it is. And, and, and even like her recipes, it's yeah. like, this is for a lifestyle that right. I am appealing to. And if you can aspire to that lifestyle, that great. You can be a part of that lifestyle 
if you can afford it. Right. Those are your options here. Right, exactly. So she worked for maybe about like five or so years in the stock market before they started restoring this home. And then she started a catering business with a friend in Connecticut. Makes sense. And they were catering and doing this business, which was successful and took off. Her friend, who is now a former friend, said that Martha was, quote, difficult. Mm Mm-hmm unquote, to work with. I'm so Martha surprised. bought her out of the business and it was just Martha's business after that. Right. She first started getting noticed outside of like their little inner circle in Connecticut when her husband, who was in publishing, hired her for a big publishing party. Remember, this is like 70s. So to, publishing to was it. like, woo, yeah. making money. It'll a never end. <laughs> great time to be in publishing. Yeah. To cater the party and... She did such a great job that some other publishers who were the wine's hitting me. Publishers who were there noticed her and approached her about making some books and doing some book deals with them. I God, that's I'm getting really angry actually right now because I really feel like this is just all of my dreams that like will never be realized. I know. I know. Like I'm not taking away from the fact that she worked hard. For all of this at the same sure. time. But it's also like you are already in a position of so much privilege to where like it's not even serendipitous anymore. It's just like, yes, you. of course they approached you. Right. Of course you weren't seeking that and they just she, approached you for she it. She was definitely a person who obviously, like you said, worked hard, but was also right time, right place. She was born in the right time in history to have this massive kind of success that I think is harder for people now mm-hmm. just because – you know, the economy and society is a lot different now than it right. had been before. And, of course, the publishing industry was alive and thriving at this time, too. For Now, for someone to do this, they would probably have to go through social media. Like, publishing isn't really the avenue to right. get the sort of level of fame and create this business empire that she's established. Yeah. We so, were definitely born at the wrong time because, gosh, like— we were. We would be so great at like the publishing kind of thing. Yes. Oh, I know. But we can't do that because it does. It's not a it thing anymore. It doesn't exist. Yeah. But then like social media is not really our forte either. I feel like we're in this like in between. Now, Topher, our TikToks have gotten views. <laughs> yeah, we, we kind of we're in this kind of kind of weird in between. Yeah, it's very very strange to me. I think as time goes on, more people are kind of recognizing that about millennials. We're in this weird gap. Mm-hmm. Where we still had a little bit of like this older stuff, but then the world changed so quickly right. that this newer stuff isn't quite as easy and accessible for us as right. it is for like Gen Z. Mm-hmm. And also like the economic things that have hit us like with the recession in the early 2000s, like really impacted millennials in a way that it didn't for different generations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like I have this huge skill set that is not useful to people anymore yeah yeah kind of obsolete yeah (laughs) i feel like if i had been born like 10 years either in either direction right you could have made it it in the older world or the newer right right right. but But as it is now it's kind of the weird middle ground where it's like you don't really fit into anything yeah and now we're kind of aging out of the newer stuff (laughs) (laughs) it's so sad martha will you just adopt us like martha you owe it to us Hey, okay, new idea. She sells a home in Connecticut. We let's take go. It. Yes. <laughs> I was going to say, let's go visit my family in Connecticut. And then we just, Connecticut's a small state. We can find Martha. Oh, yeah. yeah. You just wander the coastlines screaming, Martha. Basically. Yeah. I'm sure my Aunt Julia has someone who knows someone. Oh, God. You, 
you know that has to be the case. And since we'll be staying at this opulent house, we can pretend to be rich and not like the gutter trash that we actually are. are. Every time I go to visit my aunt, of course, there's a guard at the entrance to her. It's not a neighborhood in terms of like a subdivision that we're used to in the South. Because they're homes that are like hundreds of years old, whatever. But every time we have to drive in and like stop and wave at the guard, I'm like, the guard is just waving you in based on the kind of car you drive. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So every time I drive in, I just get to pretend to be like, yes, I belong here. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) What kind of car are you driving when you do I'm driving one of my aunt and uncle's cars. Which is? An Audi or a Lexus. Okay. Those are the ones I'm allowed to drive. Right. I obviously can't drive my uncle's vintage Mercedes convertible. Right. Or the Bentley. I wouldn't know what to do with that. Oh my God, but how much fun would that be? I've never even sat in a Bentley before. Have you sat in it at least? No. I'm afraid to touch it. I see it in their garage. I'm like, I'm afraid I'm going to somehow like terribly like, you like just, you trip just, and scrape the whole You accidentally car. brush up against it and the whole car just like implodes. Yes. It comes out looking like one of those things from the trash yard, the you know? Yeah. Where it's like, <laughs> yes. Yes, I have that fear and I, and I know there's no way I could ever rectify a mistake like that. Like, I can't. Not in your it. lifetime. No, it You'd would be take paying it off for of generations. Life. I know. My dogs and their dogs' dogs. Would be <laughs> oh, no. I couldn't do it. Anyway, so Martha, you know, really got into the publishing thing. By the way, do you know what, like, the publishing party was for? The book that her husband was launching in the U.S.? Of Mice and Men. Oh, in the U.S. Um, <laughs> we're, we're off by a few decades, but yeah. 70s, a book that was published in the 70s. It's like late 70s. In the late 70s, Star Wars. No. The Secret Book of Gnomes is a Norwegian. I have that book. Yeah. Her husband, now ex-husband. Actually, I don't technically have that book. I think that either my sibling was able to take it from my parents or my parents that I'm estranged from still have it, which would really upset me. But I have that book growing up and I was fascinated with it and I loved it. It's like, looks like it's all this handwritten lore and the illustrations are really beautiful. From these Norwegian authors, her husband handled the American publishing for it. That is so wild. What a coincidence that I would own a book that that was was really popular. popular. (laughs) (laughs) And now you have a podcast that's extremely popular. I mean, thanks to that book. Thanks to the book. Well, had it not been for that, Martha's career may not have gone the way it went. That's so fascinating. Yeah. So she published her first book called Entertaining. Simple name to the point in 1982. Okay. So that's really like what launched her was that first book. She started writing articles, you know, appearing in like magazines, newspapers, mm-hmm. published a ton of books around that. And then she got her show. Yeah. What year did her show start? Oh. Because like I said, by the time so, I was aware of her in the 90s, she was just well, her show. Well, let's back track a little bit. So with her books and magazine articles and newspaper magazine articles, she started doing television appearances. Okay. So she was on Oprah. Yes. That makes and, sense. And on Larry King. And she also started her own magazine in 1990 called Martha Stewart Living. Yes. I was, and then her I think show, my mom might have gotten Martha yeah, Stewart Yeah. And then Living. her show started in 1993. What I find really interesting is that when she started to get this massive success on her own, she and her husband separated in 1987 mm. and then divorced in 1990. I wondered about that, too, because yeah. I've only ever known her and as a single one, woman. They have one child together, yeah. Okay. Which is kind of funny because she's, like, this epitome of, like, kind of, for the 90s at least, like, modern American, like, womanhood and femininity, even though she was 
divorced and single, like you said, at yeah. that time. She has, like, said in interviews that, like, she basically thought that she had to kind of, like, give up her marriage in order to have her businesses go the way that they went. But she has no regrets about it. That goes back to the whole what you were saying about, like, there's a certain amount of, like, cunning and ruthlessness. Yeah. You know that she'd be a fellow Slytherin. Oh, she's a Slytherin for sure. She's like Slytherin Ravenclaw for sure. Yeah. Even though her aesthetic is very kind of, like, Hufflepuffy in some regards. Mm. But she's a Slytherin through and through. Yeah. 100%. I, you know what? I respect it. I am in a marriage where I am very, thank you. I will take a top up. Yeah. I'm in a marriage where I'm extremely supported and loved and, Mm -hmm. you know, we've, we've got a great thing. Yeah. So I would never be in a position where I would have to make that choice. However, as a Slytherin, if I were in a marriage where I, I was forced to make that choice because of my husband not being supportive or something like that Mm -hmm. i'm not gonna say that it wouldn't cross my mind to be like well because if you don't support me sure for who i want to be and i i do understand too there's a difference between also like if your career takes over and then you've got to make the choice of like i don't have time for both of these i think that's kind of more of where she was coming from. Oh my God, that again, makes her even more of a ruthless bitch and I love it. And again, but I have no idea, like, yeah. from what I read, there wasn't a lot available publicly about why she and her husband split. It could have been a thing of, like, she was spending so much time on her business that, like, her personal life kind of, you know, took the backseat. Right. Or it could have been maybe that the husband wasn't successful because we see that a lot of times yeah. in marriages where the woman becomes very successful or famous and kind of eclipses the husband. And the man resents it. Especially yeah. especially in that time period. Oh, I for think. sure, yeah. too. So who's to say like what the dynamics were or what led to them splitting and divorcing, but that's that's what it was. So So let me ask you this. Yes. For you personally. <gasps> yes. You can live Martha Stewart's lifestyle. Okay. Have that booming career, yeah. all of the money pouring in, the yeah. fame. This comfortable, beautiful house, mm-hmm. everything. I take it, yes. So <laughs> you, but you have to say goodbye to boyfriend. Oh no! What are you choosing? Boyfriend so sweet. He wouldn't make me choose. That's my choice. He wouldn't make me choose. No, but it comes down to like you can't have both. Yes, I can, because he'll be like, "Cool, let's do it." Honestly, boyfriend would be like, "I'm not seeing you very much, but that's okay." He is so sweet and patient and understanding. One of the things, like, when we first started dating early on in our relationship that made me be like, okay, he's a good guy, is we talked about this thing of, like, a woman being, like, more successful than a man in, like, these heterosexual partnerships and, like, the man resenting it. And his comment on that was, like, that was so – he's like, that's so stupid. He's like, if I was with somebody and they were doing well, I would be happy for them and support them. He's like, I wouldn't compete against them or feel less than. Also – I'm like, okay, you're a keeper. Yeah. Yeah. Also – Men's egos tend to really get in the way of them having a good time because I'm obviously not a straight man, but if I were a straight man and I were married to a woman who was more successful than me, I'd be like, cool. Yeah, awesome. I'm going to be a stay-at-home dog dad and like sit by the pool all the time. I think boyfriend would be more than happy with that. Right? No, I'm I'm with you. I'm very fortunate, like I said, to be in the marriage that I'm in with the husband that I have, who's yes. absolutely amazing. Yes, And he, he actually right now in his career is really having to work a lot. His schedule has changed and yeah. he constantly feels extremely guilty about mm. it and not being, he feels like he's not being a good husband to me. And so 
Mm. I don't, well, I don't want him to feel that way. It's so like affirming to me that he does feel that way, that it's not just a thing that he takes for granted that I'm just going to go along with whatever. Like he's so conscious of what my feelings are. That's a sign of a good partnership is whatever is going on with you, you think in the back of your mind, like, how is my partner doing? What are they thinking and feeling with us? And and so my thing for him is like, I understand what's happening right now. Like yeah. I, and we've been through this before because as an entrepreneur and a business owner, as you've launched new businesses yeah. and grown your business, we've been through these seasons mm-hmm. where it requires more of your attention. And so yeah. I understand that right now what's happening is a season and it's not a reflection on your view of me or our relationship. Right. So like. It's fine. And I know that you would support me if I were having to go through a season. Absolutely. It's that support thing. And I think maybe for Martha, like that support wasn't there or maybe she perceived it. Whatever the situation was. Whatever the situation may be, yeah. She decided that like, you know what, this is important enough for me to venture out on my own and to do this as a single woman. And I really admire that she was able to listen to herself during that time period and hear herself telling herself Say herself one more time. Herself? (laughs) She could hear herself saying, you need to be able to do this and focus on yourself right now. And that she actually listened to that and took that advice. I think that's so rare for anyone to do, but especially a woman and especially a woman during that time. Yeah, I agree. And at that point, too, her her daughter was in her early 20s, so her daughter okay. was an adult. So That's it's a little great. bit easier, So she did to, feel kind yeah. of the freedom to do that yeah. as well. And I will say, too, Martha got married very young. Mm-hmm. I got married very young. That marriage did not last because who you are in your early 20s is not necessarily who you are you know, 10, no. 20 years later. If Fact Checker had met me in my early 20s, he would have been like, you're a fucking mess. And if he did, <laughs> if he did still fall in love with me, it would have been for completely wrong reasons yes. because I am not that person now. No, you're messier now. <laughs> <laughs> I am messier in different ways. No, you're just kidding. You're put together. Flawless. So flawless. Yeah, no, I I think that's really, really cool. And I, yeah. I really admire that about her. I think that's mm-hmm. a really interesting thing to know now yeah i've always i've always kind of admired her but i didn't really know yeah. the details of and things. she's you know have relationships and dated since then but i don't think well any- i mean she's got to get her rocks off right but i don't think anything was ever to the point of her feeling like she had to or maybe even wanted to get married again i think she's living her best life and she's happy with it i honestly i would really love to actually go to a dinner party that she hosts and get to know her a little bit better because she always, and I don't mean this as a put down, it's just the truth. And I'm sure you would appreciate this, Martha. She always comes across as such an ice queen. Yeah, but in a good way. But in a, yeah, not necessarily in a bad way, but she always is very just... There's a severity, There's a no-nonsense to her personality. Yes, that's a good way to put it. But... I've seen her interactions with like Snoop Dogg and their rapport with each other. And like Snoop Dogg is not going to hang out and be friends with somebody who is constantly like aloof. And so I just, I love that she's, she does have a sense of humor and I want to be able to see that better. Yeah. So I think the thing that's maybe kind of contradictory about Martha is that 
she has very much like this waspy presence. And that's really what she's kind of put out there with mm-hmm. her shows and her books and all those things about doing things like a certain way, like a proper way. But also she's not a judgmental person in her personality, if that okay. makes sense. Yeah, no, that does make sense. Because like the interviews and clips I've because seen Because she would her, come across that way. You just, right. just her personality in general, but not she because that she actually says. Sure, sure, sure. Well, or we except would, we in some would, of her scathing tweets. <laughs> right. But she doesn't have that thing where it's like, oh, you come from this background. I don't want to talk to you. Right. But it is like, well, if you have access to this thing or that thing, I'm going to teach you how to make a really good crepe. And if you make it shitty, I'm going to rag on you for that. Mm. Because you're not doing X, Y, and Z the right way. But if someone is like, oh, I've never tried a crepe before. So I'm like, what? You haven't? Hmm. <laughs> that was a really you know, good Martha impression. Thank you. <laughs> she got a little French there for a second. I do love Martha Stewart's voice. Oh, it's great. Yeah. That kind of low, deep, but very kind of calm voice. Yes. It's not as husky as like Kathleen Turner. No. But it's a long, to me, it's in that same kind of family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's got that very, for lack of a better word, upper class white accent. She paired does. With it, where yeah. it's like, I don't know, just everything. She's, here's what it comes down to, honestly. And I think that a lot of my like personal prejudices against her when I was younger was because everything about her is very like, you are something that I'm not. Mm, Yeah. I think a lot of people when they talk negatively about Martha Stewart are kind of projecting their own insecurities. They are. are. I, I agree with you on that. But yeah. Especially because she's so, unapologetic about the fact that she is just who she is. Yeah. And, you know, you've got other, like, TV personalities who are in the kind of homemaking realm. Like, I never know if it's Ina or Ina Garten. I say Ina Garten. Yeah. Ina Garten. Ina Garten is a very, like, much more approachable kind of figure. She has a Julia Child is very approachable. Well, Martha said she learned to really love cooking from Julia Child as well. Yeah, Yeah, which is great. But yeah, she has a sincerity to her as well, which I think is, mm-hmm. I, I really appreciate mm-hmm. that she is she, she is she, she is shoe. She is shoe. <laughs> let's see about that. You know, let's do our cross-examination. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Are we going to, are we going to talk about We'll go back the into her incident. history later, but let's do our cross-examination okay, first. We'll do it now. Because you, you should probably me. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. It was. Top me off because I'm going through this wine. I know. It's It's, very drinkable. Are you getting, it is, thank you for using my TM (laughs) trademarks phrase. Are you getting any other, oh man, any other flavors? What is going on with you right now? I don't know. It couldn't be the triple fisting, could it? (gasps) I only have two things by my side right now. Mm -hmm. The other one is empty, sir. The apple is more muted to me right now in the- Are you getting some pear? Ooh. Our- are you just saying that to be like? I'm getting a little bit. Not in smell and taste, a little bit. In taste, you're getting it? Mm-hmm. Let me see. It could just be my palate's bad. No, I can see that. And like that's a, where um, my brain went. Like what? what is the red pear? Is it an anjou? Yeah. Sure. Martha? <laughs> Martha, help us. 
Martha, you're our fact checker for this. I'm sure that you have yes. a long list of things that you already want to correct us on. We will. Our next episode is just going to be an hour and a half corrections corner of things submitted by Martha Stewart. Honestly, I would do that. <laughs> I would totally do that. And we would still make, we just kind of continue to make mistakes. So she just have it's to keep fine. contacting us. Yes, it's fine. Okay. The wine is very smooth. I like it. I'll it's drink very it. smooth. That's my favorite description Bullshit. from like... <laughs> People who drink wine but don't, don't know. know about wine yes. is it's very smooth. And I'm like, that's such a bullshit term. But it, you know what? If that's what it's describing for you, then. <laughs> it doesn't have that like acidic aftertaste mm. that some wines sometimes have. It's, this is very true. It it does yeah. go Thank down you. very easy. It's Thank very you. clean. Yes. Clean is kind of the clean. more precise. I love how you're channeling Martha right now with like. Your words are wrong, so let me fix them for you so that you learn and do better. Honestly, like I said, I I relate to Martha a lot about a lot of things. Yeah. All right, so let's see how well you do in our cross-examination. Okay. Okay. So... False. Well, it's a fill in the blank. <laughs> that part's true. <laughs> Boyfriend thought it would be funnier to do a fill in the blank cross-examination for you. Okay, so here's... Here's what I'm going to just say this okay. right now since we're drinking. Here's my issue with okay. boyfriend moving in. Okay. Is now it's not just you fucking with me in the cross-examination. Right. Now boyfriend's also fucking with me. Yes. And, you know, I'm going to address that later on in person with him okay. while I'm drunk. Yeah, you we're should. We're going to have a conversation. You should have a drunk confrontation with boyfriend. Yes. You should. Listen. Listen. You make questions. I don't like them. <laughs> All right, so fill in the blank. Okay. So when she was modeling, she modeled for blank. It's a big fashion house. Ford. No. Ford modeling. No, no, no. Not like an agency. Oh. Like, like a brand. Like a brand. Yeah, a big fashion brand. Oh, I don't know a lot of like. Yes, you do. <sighs> was it couture? Or is this um, more like ready to wear? This does have couture. Is it kind of port or couture? It does have couture, but it's also like, it has a wide range of things that it's all. So it's mostly pret port yeah, but it's a big name. J. Crew. No, Tofer. Take a drink. You're wrong. Let Chanel. Me, okay. Oh my God, really? Yeah. Okay, Chanel does not have Predaport. You can go into a store and buy Chanel clothes and handbags and perfumes and makeup and stuff. It's that's still couture though. I would not classify something that you could buy at like Nordstrom's, that's Chanel. Okay, that, well, Nordstrom's, that's fair. But I was thinking more like Bergdorf Goodman. Okay, well, maybe. Some of their things, yeah, some of their things are like couture. But like most, it's, Chanel's mostly couture. In their clothing, yes, and their accessories, oh, not yeah. necessarily. Well, we're yeah. not talking about accessories. Okay. We're talking about clothing. Okay, well, next question. You got one wrong. I, I think I got that half right. She used to babysit for blank. Oh, um, for Bethany Frankel. No. <laughs> <laughs> she does not like Bethany. We learned that in our Bethany episode. I know. Okay, so she used to babysit for... So this would be like... Do you want a hint? Remind me the year that she went to college. Um, she was in college in the 70s, right? No, no, no. Oh, earlier okay. than that. She was born in 41, so she oh, went wow. to college in like 58-ish. Okay, so no. this was in like the 50s this that she was 50s. babysitting. And her family had moved from New Jersey to New York. Not New York City, but like in the New York area. Okay. Close to the city, not like a rural part of New York. She used to babysit for... If I gave you names, could you identify what the names are from? Is it going to be um, Jackie, Kennedy, Nay? No. Okay. Give me some names. Mickey Mantle. And Yogi Berra? 
Those are both baseball people. Yes. What team? The Yankees. Yes. I'll, I'll accept that. Yes. You got it right. Isn't that cool? She used to do that. Wait, she babysat both of them? For them. Oh. They were already established people, grown adults. I did not realize that they were married and had kids. Not the two of them. I mean, that's amazing for that time period. (laughs) No, is that cool? Do crazy baseball fans know that? Because crazy baseball fans are all conservative. I know. No, isn't that cool that she made really for cool. two very famous, prominent Yankees? So I don't know a lot about Mickey. Well, I don't know a lot about either one of them. But I know mm. that Yogi Berra is really famous for having his, like, really funny sayings yeah. that he would do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was even in, like, some, were they Geico commercials for a while in, like, the early 2000s? Was he still Yeah. Okay. And it was, like, him in a barbershop and he would, like, say different things. He's the one okay. who, like, coined the freight. Well, I didn't, he didn't coin it, probably. But he said it in the commercial about, like... Something about, like, it won't hurt to miss work if you get hurt and miss work. Because, mm. you know, he was, like, always yeah. doing those weird, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, number three. When she went to college, she was initially going to study blank instead of, like, history and architecture. Oh, this is hard. Her father was originally a teacher, so I can see her wanting to go into education. Her but mother I, was a teacher, too. Her mother was a teacher, yeah. too. But then her father got into stockbroking. Yes. Is that the word? Stockbroking? Yeah. Stock brokerage? He, he stock, broke stocks. He broke He broke them bad. Well, she broke them bad. We'll get into that okay. later. So I can see her doing more of a business thing, but I don't know that business would have been like a major at a women's college in the 50s, necessarily. Okay. So what was that? I'm going to go full on Mona Lisa smiles and say art. Mm, Good guess. Chemistry. Chemistry. I know. Take a drink. That's so interesting. You know, there's so much. um, I'm going to take a drink. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I just told you to. I know. And I realized I wasn't doing it. There's so much overlap with chemistry and cooking, especially baking and things like that. It makes a lot of sense. I have never taken chemistry. I'm not a science person. No. It's it's honestly like magic. Like I imagine chemistry to be the exact same as potions. Yes. Mary, like I don't know how it works. Yes. I refuse to understand how it works. It's just magic. I think I'm just not capable of it. Did I no. did I ever tell you about my physics class that I had to take in college? No. So I started out as an architecture major. Another right. thing I have in common. Yes, Martha. So I started out as an architecture major. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be an architect, and one of my required classes was physics. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. I was bad. I was so bad. So when I took one of my finals, Mm -hmm. it was like one of the questions on it was something about like I had to show the formulas for turning water from a solid to a liquid and then to a vapor. A formula? You just put it in colder heat. So I didn't know what to do. So I drew a picture of a pot of water, a pot on a stove that had like ice cubes in it with burr and then an arrow. And then it was like liquid that was like melted. And then like another one where it's like boiling, there are bubbles coming up and there's steam. And my professor felt sorry for him and he gave me half credit. Honestly, good for you. It's not good for him though, because he I'm my I'm presumably supposed to graduate and design buildings. And he's like, oh, I'll just give you half credit for drawing a cartoon. But why did you need to know that for designing buildings? Because though? what if the building melts? Are you building igloos? I don't know. Possibly. 
rebuilding the ice hotels that they have in like Finland and stuff. I want to see one of those. I don't want to stay in it. Yeah, I don't think, I think it's like the novelty of it. You know what I mean? I also like those hotels in the like Nordic countries where it's like the, it's an igloo, but it's not made of ice. And it's like the geometric like greenhouse kind of thing, but you sleep looking up at the stars. That is so crazy to me. Like how people in any time point in history could figure out stuff like that because I would immediately die. Left on my own devices in the woods, I would die. You're this like, is a Rachel, luxury hotel. I know, but like the the ice stuff I'm thinking of. Oh. My brain is a little slow right now. So I'm, <laughs> I'm like, what so are you talking up. about? You're not going to pay. Well, you could pay $5,000 a night and still die. But that's a different horror that's movie. That's a different thing, yeah. No, but just like people could figure out anything and make buildings is like so bizarre. <laughs> I, love, I love your stance of like, I just don't know how people could figure out anything and survive. Honestly, that's like where my skill set is. So, like, I recently had a fence built in my yard, and just the fact of them, like, measuring and cutting planks was, like, beyond me. Like, I can't. Wait, what? I'm not good at measurements. I'm. So, like, the. Even I know how to do that. No, I don't. I'm not good at it. You know, I worked in that. I know. I can't do that. Like, I can do it once, but to repeat it, to be consistent, no, we're done. It's over. Like to know like where where you should put the nail gun to shoot the nail in. Mm-mm, beyond me. Beyond me. Topher. <laughs> I am. I'm a little bit. Concerned. I was going to say flummoxed. Also concerned. <laughs> That's why I should not build your house. I, I would not have asked you before and I certainly will not ask you now. Now can I decorate it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm good. kidding. Good, take a drink. I'm kidding. You have very good taste. Thank you. You have very good taste. Thank you. Yeah, but like the design aspect is beyond me. Mm. All right, let's get back into Martha Stewart's cross-examination. Okay. Next question. I'm doing really well so far. I'm not keeping track, so okay. You never do. <laughs> That's again that like lack of precision with me that it doesn't make me good at things. Honestly, like 50% of it though, maybe more than 50%. I think that you're capable. You just genuinely don't care. That's, and that's, that's a big part of it. And that's kind of where it comes down to it with me in science. Like yes. you start talking. I don't have a frame of reference for the words that you're using. So I just start tuning out science, at a certain point. Yeah. Science is very interesting to me. And I worked at a lab for a, a couple of years. That's you a know that, right? terrifying, terrifying <laughs> thought. I worked in like the office administrative side of yeah, it. Yeah, that's, that's better. I was like. Oh, let me proofread this article you're submitting to a journal. But don't your eyes start to kind of glaze over at a certain point where you're like, like if you're sure. talking about literary things, I'm like, cool, this this phrase, this ideology, this sure. time period all but makes I, sense like, to me. When I did that, I was like, oh, you need a comma there. Oh, nope, that's a fragment. Let me join these sentences together. Yeah, I, could I, do that. Yeah. I don't think I could even do that for like a scientific journal because I yeah. would just stop. I would have to reread the same paragraph over and over again because I'd realize, oh my God, I just got to the end of this and like I wasn't actually reading. My eyes were the just going over the The funny thing was like when I worked there, like the skills that I had that like the actual scientists like with doctorates didn't have were so vastly different that they would always overestimate how long it would take me to do certain things. Mm. Like, oh, we're going to proofread this article today. I was like, okay, and then what? And they're like, that's it. I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm done. Like, it's a three-page article. Were you paid hourly? Yes. So did you take all day? 
You bet I learned to. <laughs> I genuinely think that certain people's brains are geared towards certain, like you're either an arts person or you're a science person. And there are yeah. some people who like have the overlap, but it's rare. Yeah. I don't have that overlap. And for yeah. me, I am 100%. I, I understand the science of like grammatical structure that, and that linguistics get, like and that, things like that. That level of like precision and rules like mm -hmm. speaks to me and I understand them very easily mm -hmm. and like quickly learning that sort of thing. But then talk and to me about a DNA strand. Nope. It's twisty. <laughs> That's all I know. Here's what I know about DNA strands. Dino DNA. Exactly. Right? End of list. Right. And I'm like, it's it's it may as well be magic to me is what I'm saying. It is like, magic. It is. Like, I we're no... just cosmic yeah. magic beings, structures, structured cosmic. We're what? Structured cosmic. Yes, we are structured cosmic. Well, no, I messed it up. Let me take a drink because I can't talk today. I'm going to be talking about like my precision with language skills. Jeez. Not speaking. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> we know that. All right. So this is a two-part question. Ooh, okay. Mm -hmm. She briefly dated blank, but couldn't continue anymore after she saw his iconic role in the film blank. This is after her divorce, early nineties. So early nineties. Mm -hmm. She briefly dated mm -hmm. Tom Cruise, but she couldn't continue after she saw his role in the iconic film. Eyes Wide Shut. That came out much later in the 90s. No, that was early 90s. No, it wasn't. It wasn't? No. That was when Nicole Kidman still had curly hair. I mean, her hair is naturally curly. I know, but not like she yeah, only that, came That was like 99 because it's like right before it Mulan It was Rouge. not 99. Was it? Yes. Where I'm is fact, fact check checker? <sighs> okay. No. Let me look it up. Eyes. It might have been because I think that 1999. Look. You fucker. I'll take a drink. Yes. Because I'm right about movie things. No problem sitting in my brain. <laughs> nothing useful. No. Nothing. No. Okay. So do you want to give another shot or should I just talk? Okay. No, I'm, I'm going to give it another shot. Okay. Um, I'm going to say Robert Redford. Hmm. In. Um, oh, oh, oh. In. Um, in. Um, oh, what was the one? Impractical. Uh, in, 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 in Indecent Proposal. Indecent. A modest proposal? Indecent no, indecent pro proposal. But <laughs> I love more impractical proposal. Like, so we're going to, my proposal is we 69, but doing it with handstands. <laughs> That's too impractical. What an impractical proposal you've made. <laughs> you would watch the movie though. Oh, for sure I would. Where just somebody is like, I will pay you a million dollars to do this sex act with me. But and just, you're like, and you're like, but that's impractical. We can't do like, that. My pleasure comes from you fucking it up. No, okay. So you're wrong twice. Okay, but that was a good guess. It was a very spirited guess. And it's and it's a marketable idea. That's true. Um, Anthony Hawkins. Mm. In Silence, Silence of the Lambs. Lambs. Yes. They dated. For a little bit, yeah. Interesting. And she said she could not get him as Hannibal Lecter out of her mind. Well, I think, was, honestly, that's kind of hot. Like, he can eat me any day. Well, it's a different kind of... It's not eating, you know... You just like, like pour some fava beans and Chianti down there and be like, have at it. We were already spilling wine on ourselves. So we're halfway <laughs> it's, there. It's it's not a stretch. No, she said that like 
they were dating for a little bit and she wanted to invite him up to her home in Maine. Which isn't that cute and idyllic. First of all, you don't get to have a no, you don't pick two like Oh, she's got New multiple England. homes. She's got well, multiple homes, homes this all fine. over New England. But buddy. like <sighs> Don't tell Martha what she can and can't do. I will, and I did. <gasps> Martha, hate mail to him, to Topher. His I, name is Judge Topher. Yeah. My parents were very puritanical. They were. Yeah, they named me Judge. They should name me like Chastity. That's my purity. That's your stage name. Purity. Yeah. All right. Her favorite meal to cook is blank. Mm. And I'll, I'll give you some leeway. Okay. It's a time of day meal. But if you want to get more specific within that time of day, I'll allow it. Okay. So it's either breakfast or brunch. Okay. Which one are you going with? I mean, both. It depends on the time of day that you're having Tell it. Me your answer. It's 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 a it's a breakfast food that can be consumed at any time of day. What food is it? Breakfast is right. What's what's the thing she likes to cook? Crepe Suzette. No, she likes to cook eggs because she has hens, so she gets like fresh eggs that she cooks. Well, technically, you need eggs for crepes too. Okay, I'll say celebratory sip because you got breakfast part of it right. It's kind of a tricky question. That is a tricky question. Uh, next one. What is Because I was going to go with omelet, too. You should have gone with omelet. You would have been closer. You know who's really, really bad at cooking omelets? Fact checker? Me. Really? I cannot cook an omelet to save my life. I always end up, you know, like, scrambling just them. scrambling them. Yeah, same. Yeah. Same. When I try to flip it, it all goes to It's hell. just terrible. I'm like, we're having scrambled eggs now. I want to be that person that learns how to, like... Make just a really solid, simple omelet. Like there's yeah. the classic French version of an omelet. And I try really, really hard. Because once you do that, then you can start to like experiment and do other fun mm. things. Because like, you know, I'm not really a breakfast food person. Right. It's not my thing. However, when I was growing up and I would be forced to like go to IHOP with my family. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is the worst restaurant ever. Mm-hmm. And I stand by that. It, yeah, that's fine. Also, my you little brother. You know what? Celebratory sip. You got that right. <laughs> IHOP is terrible. My We're little... not getting endorsements from them. No. And you I wouldn't pay us IHOP. We just won't yeah. endorse you. Yeah. My little brother, when he was a toddler, he gets so excited because he loves breakfast food. And he would get so excited when we mm. go to IHOP and he'd be like, oh my gosh, we're going to iJump. Isn't that adorable? That is really cute. So I call it iJump now. Anyway, so when we would be, when I would be forced to go to iJump, I would only ever get the like Southwestern fajita omelets. <laughs> Do you like a good Southwestern, a good breakfast burrito? Oh, oh my God. It's yeah. like jalapenos. Yes. I want the salsa. I want the sour yes. cream. I don't, I just don't like normal breakfast food. I don't like pancakes. I don't like waffles. I don't like sweet breakfast foods. It makes me feel a little sick to my stomach. Same. It's too rich for me. Yeah. Because I'm also not a dessert person. In general, I'm not either, even though I like my trash candy. Yeah, you do. Fact checkers always so like on the fence of like angry, but also really happy that I'm such a prolific baker mm. because I'll bake things. I'll bake an entire cake and then and then I just won't eat any of it. Yeah. And he's like, now I have to eat an entire cake. And that makes me angry. But also I have <laughs> my you. own personal cake. Also, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, should we start a new baking company called Fact Checkers Cakes? Fact Checker does not want to share his cakes. Okay. Then we won't. Next question. Okay. Okay. Cakes um, for nipples. <laughs> sure. Product idea. Sure. For those of you just tuning in and who have not listened to last season, 
First we, of all, why? Yeah. Go <laughs> why? back. Yeah. We have we have a lot of episodes. But we are very prolific Good. in our and and brilliant yes, in our product uh ideas. And mm-hmm. most of them have to do with nipples. Breasts. Yeah. Specifically nipples. Yeah. That's where the money is. I think the the hands for nipples is still my favorite. My question with that though is like, how do you control the hands? Are they animatronic? Does somebody else control them? Well, is we it would, a remote control car situation? The, these are all questions that we would have to ask the investors because do we have the money to get involved with robotics? So when we go on Shark Tank. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's get back to Martha. Oh, no. Now I'm picturing like little like miniature robotic hands that are like, like clenching and unclenching yeah. and like. Weird metal things are like showing off, like picking up something and dropping it. Okay, but. Cute. If you could flash conservative politicians and give them the finger with your 100%. nipples. 100%. Absolutely. I already do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here we go. What's her guilty pleasure snack? And it is gross. I will tell you this. Oh, no. Um, gross mm-hmm. guilty pleasure snack. I find it disgusting. Oh, it's some kind of seafood or yes. like. I think you'll find it disgusting as oh, well. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's not just going to be like. It has like an old fashioned kind of like vibe to it as well. Okay. Shrimp cocktail seems a little too mainstream. No, not shrimp cocktail. So what if it's like jellied eel? Oh no, that's too exotic. That's not exotic at all. That's a staple of like British pub food. Mm. I was thinking more like Asian. No. Like using eel and like sushi or something. No, no, it, it's it's literally like boiled eel in aspic, that's like not flavored gross. aspic, just that's aspic. That makes my stomach churn. Mine just too. Thinking about that. you know, I don't eat eel. I will say, boyfriend is determined to get me to try some like sushi. So when we've gone out, I usually get like the veggie rolls because seafood is gross. But the times he's gotten like eel rolls, I will try a bite. It doesn't taste like anything. I also say that I like I do like one or two chews and then quickly swallow before it is I can taste a, it. It is an ocean snake. And some of them are freshwater. And did you know that they're poisonous? Like they're actually Eels? They're not venomous. They are poisonous if you don't prepare them right. Why are we eating them? Why are they around? Why indeed. Okay. You wanna give another guess? What was the question? Oh, <laughs> her about guess. her guilty pleasure. <laughs> The question so, wasn't, are eels good or not? So it's not jellied eel. No. Um, it's a multi-part snack. There, oh, my God. There are three distinct ingredients to it. Bangers and seafood mash. Close. American cheese. Ugh. Pickled herring. Ugh. And liver versed. You know who would be all over that? Fact checker? Yes. Yeah. He loves his weird, like, fermented fish foods. Gross. It's disgusting. Gross. He knows that he's not getting any for, like, the entire day after he consumes it. Oh, that's very fair. Like, a good kind of, like, trashy cheese and, like, a salami or meat, deli meat, I can I can see being like, all right, I like that. I Or even, like, cheese was on a cracker. I can be like, okay, sure, I get that, but... I really want to visit Iceland because it's a beautiful country and it's a yes. it's a country that I admire their like politics and ethics and yeah. it's a, such an educated people and yeah. I love it. 
Um, I have two issues with Iceland. Uh, the pickled fish. The pickled fish is one no. of them. Fermented fish is a no-go for me. No. I'm not doing it. And my thing is, like, when I go somewhere different, I want to respect that culture and, like, eat their food and all sure. of that. And I just, I can't do Mine's it. Not, I cannot no. do it. No. Also, I can't go to a place where it's fucking daylight all the time. I can't do that's it. That's only it, some of the year, though. You it, know well, but Fact Checker won't go when it's going to be night all the time. And I'm like, but that's better. <laughs> Night is when you he come alive. Yeah. Because you're a vampire. I'm something. <laughs> Next question. Okay. I got that one right. Okay. In spirit. You picked a gross food, which I will say is fine. Take a drink. And, and I... It, Take it, a drink before you get it wrong. Okay. Next question. <laughs> Her catchphrase is blank. So easy. No. No, I'm kidding. Um, Think of like her TV shows and like... Her never, heyday I mean, of like the late nineties, early two thousands. Um. Also, are you scratching your back like a bear? I, I am. <laughs> He's rubbing your shoulder blades against the back of my couch. Her catchphrase. Mm-hmm. Um. It's a. <laughs> Martha kind of day. No. <laughs> That's no. Okay. It's a <laughs> pleasure <laughs> roast. It's a pleasure. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. Yeah, take a drink. It's a good thing what, though? Whatever she does, it's a good thing. It's kind of like with the dot, dot, dot at the end of it, it's kind of menacing. A little bit, isn't it? I love taking normal, like, just regular statements and making Uh them menacing. Like, it's one thing to tell someone, have a good day. Mm -hmm. And it's another thing to say... Enjoy the next 24 hours. Right? Like one of them sounds really nice and one of them sounds really threatening, but you're saying the same thing. Right. But one means something different. You know, my favorite passive aggressive way is have have the the day day you you deserve. deserve. Yeah. I've stopped doing that and taken it to a whole other level. Yeah. Where I just tell people have a day. What if you just say don't have a day? Oh, then that's a threat in Facebook. Facebook. (laughs) Facebook will flag you. What if you just said enjoy the next hour? Or enjoy your next hour. I think it's better when you do the personal pronouns. Okay. Savor your next hour. Cherish it. (laughs) I love it. Cherish your next hour. Or cherish your next day. Cherish the rest of this day. The rest of this day. No, that sounds a little bit more like I'm a conservative Christian who also sells essential oils. I mean, they're giving you money. Why are people who are selling essential oils giving me money? Because you're at the top of the pyramid, Tipper. Then they're not selling me oils. No, they're selling oils on your behalf. Yes. They're Tipper's oils. I am the I'm the oil overlord. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, let's get back on track, I guess. We'll try. She was banned from entering blank after her prison conviction. Uh, Wall Street? No. It's Just, a country. Oh. She wasn't allowed to like serve as like chairwoman on different boards and blah, blah, blah. But that's too technical. I'm not worried about that. She was banned hmm. from entering blank. It's a country. She won. <laughs> Felt she won indeed. Oh, God. I mean, it has to be... Mm, eh. Switzerland. No, they don't care. Oh, They're I was neutral. just thinking like finance. They're neutral. They um, okay, I want another guess then. Okay, fine. 
<laughs> Tougher rules. It's not Iceland because I was just talking about that. No. It's not Australia. Nope. It's not New Zealand. Nope. Let's go to the Pacific. It's in Europe. I'll say that. It's not Ireland. No. It's not England. <gasps> is it England? It's the UK. Ah! Well, then Ireland is part of the UK. Well, be careful about that because only part of Ireland is. I know, and I can never remember which one. Northern Topher. Ireland is the country. No. No. Oh, shit. Topher, take a drink because you're pissing off our Irish Here's listeners. the thing, though. People, nope. No, here's the thing. People <laughs> refer to it as Ireland, and if they would just say the Republic of Ireland, then I would know. So but they don't do that, and it gets confusing. Take a drink, Topher. I'm a very worldly person, I promise. <laughs> so, Ireland, we're so sorry. I'm sorry, We will Ireland. need to have um, an episode devoted to you and your fine cuisine Absolutely. And, and in fairness, I've never been to Ireland and I've always wanted to go. And so if you would like to fund our trip to come out there and make our <gasps> apology to you in person. Yes. We'll do a whiskey tour. And gin. Sure. There is and a, Guinness. There are beautiful gin and palaces. And Guinness. And you're apologizing. Make, and Guinness. And Guinness. And I make Thank a you. really good steak and Guinness pie with homemade oh, crust. Oh, my. Why have you not made that for me? That's a really good question. Why have you not? New question. Next question. Why have you not made Rachel your yummy food? <laughs> <laughs> I will do that. It's more of like a it's fall a winter, and winter yeah. thing. I usually do it for like Fact Checker's birthday, but you share a birthday with him. So we'll just do that. Do you want to do that? Do you want to have yeah. like a private? Like, yes, I want a private event where you cook for me. Okay. Yeah. I will do that for your birthday this year. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers. Yeah, boyfriend yesterday, he was asking something about fact checker's birthday. And I was like, it's the same as mine. He was like, uh, and then he said the correct date. And I was like, yes, you passed. Good. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm like, I forget what he was going to give to fact checker. I think something creepy. Oh, we love creepy gifts. Yeah. I don't remember. It's not important, but just wait a few months. Okay. <laughs> Someone okay. will show up in your home. I'm going to be waiting with bated breath. You should be. Okay. We're getting toward the end of our quiz. Okay. I'm getting towards the end of my class. She, well, I will refill it for you. Thank you. She told this celebrity to, quote, be quiet and stop trying to be her. Bethany Frankel. No. Chelsea Handler. No. Ina Garten. No. Julia Child. Julia Child's <laughs> dead. Dead. <laughs> Be quiet and stop trying to be me. Uh-huh. I feel like up while you think I'll give you one more real guess. Thank you. I don't think that it's Joanne What's-Her-Face from Fixer Upper. Oh, no. Um, Gaines. Joanne, yeah. Yeah. Um, Joanna. Joanna Gaines. Chip and Joanna Gaines, yeah. Shit, I'm trying to think of other people who would be following so in So a really famous person who got her start in acting, but she also has a lifestyle brand. That's so many people. Think of the big one you know. Think of the oh, most nice. insufferable person who personifies Oh my God, Gwyneth Paltrow. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> I just needed that last little like nudge. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for guiding me on the right You're path. You're welcome. Yeah, you got it. I would not say that Gwyneth Paltrow is trying to be Martha Stewart because okay. what she's doing is so completely, it's like, here's the thing. Martha Stewart has this line that is like very easy to parody and yes. Gwyneth Paltrow is like doing a crazy Twilight Zone parody of it without yeah. actually trying to parody it. Yeah, Martha Stewart like hers really, is really does not like Gwyneth Paltrow and has told her to basically like fuck off and stick to acting. 
And it makes sense too because Gwyneth Paltrow is also such a like waspish icon. Yes, but very, very different in how they kind of acknowledge and approach their privilege, I think. Question. Okay. Would you watch a biopic though in Mm -hmm. which Gwyneth Paltrow plays Martha Stewart, like young, younger oh, Martha yes, Stewart. Oh, yes, I would. Would it be and, good? I don't think so. But would I then, watch it? Yes. But eh, I'm yeah, adding okay. to it. Okay. So Gwyneth Paltrow is going to play like 80s version, 70s and 80s version, like maybe 60s through 80s version. Yeah, she's older. But then once it gets, well, she can go younger. But then once it gets to like 90s to modern day Martha Stewart, Blythe Danner Gwyneth Paltrow's mother plays oh, Martha Stewart. I do Stewart. like Blythe Danner. I love her. I know. She is a hair icon for me. Oh, she's got good hair. I love that she like aged so gracefully oh, with gorgeous. that. And she kept the gray and like silver. Yeah, she's adorable. Yeah, I oh, love her. She's amazing. Gwyneth Paltrow though is so insufferable. I enjoy Gwyneth Paltrow. <gasps> okay, yeah. In like, in like a, I'm aware let of the get, ridiculousness. Let me but. get into this feud though. Okay. Because Martha Stewart. I do love a feud. Really does not like Gwyneth Paltrow's brand Goop, which mm-hmm. is like the first of all, terrible name. It is a really bad name. Terrible name. What does it stand for? I don't know. Gwyneth Ooh, ooh Paltrow. <laughs> Gwyneth Ooh Ooh Paltrow. No, it's not even sexy. It's just Ooh. ooh, ooh. Yeah, exactly. And so Martha Stewart in Martha Stewart's brand magazine online presence now recently did a thing. Not recently, maybe in the past like five or seven years where. She made a recipe for something, and she called it Conscious Coupling, which was a direct dig at Gwyneth Paltrow and Chris Martin's divorce announcement of, like, conscious uncoupling. Mm. So Gwyneth Paltrow, quote, shot back at Martha Stewart, later on making a jailbird cake. That's hilarious. Isn't it funny, though? That's really good. I think that part of my, my, like... Feelings of endearment towards okay. Gwyneth Paltrow is, first of all, you know, I love an overprivileged, unhinged white lady. Do you? I do. I think it's fascinating. I think it's hilarious. But also, my very first gay experience mm. was overlooking. With Gwyneth Paltrow. No, it was You're like, a... I'm not into this. Goodbye, Gwyneth. It was in a. You broke her heart. <laughs> <laughs> my very first gay, gay experience okay. was in London. Mm. And it was on a penthouse terrace mm. of the son of a Lebanese oil executive mm. um, overlooking Gwyneth Paltrow and Chris Martin's <gasps> terrace. I didn't know that. Did yeah. you see them? No, they weren't there. Or maybe they were and they were just inside, but they weren't. Did you yell the their names? Gwyneth! As I was climaxing. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Did you sing a Coldplay song acapella? You should have. Um, missed opportunity. Let's missed go back opportunity. In time. Yeah, no, me and his name was Haas. It was my very first gay kiss making out Aww. on this terrace overlooking the London skyline and Gwyneth Paltrow. That's romantic and sweet, though. So, like, for me, Gwyneth Paltrow has, like, a place in my, like, gay journey. Okay. I think she's just very snobby and insufferable, and I don't like her. I think she's very snobby and insufferable, and I like her. Well, she also advocates for things that are not sound in terms of, like, your health and physiology. That is a problem. Don't, and I, don't yeah. put rocks in your orifices. Yeah. Just don't do that. Like, they can absorb bacteria, and it's not good for you, and you shouldn't do that. That's orifices can absorb bacteria. It's true. <laughs> so don't put rocks in there. Yeah. It's not the place for your gem collection. All right, final question. Okay. What does Martha Stewart love? 
And this is the social media platform. Oh, I was about to say like being unapologetically superior. Yeah, sure. Of course. Social media platform. Mm-hmm. She loves TikTok. Mm-mm. She loves Twitter. No. God damn it, Tofer. I thought this There's... was like an easy question to end on for you. Why would it be easy? Facebook? No. You said social media platform. Instagram. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Three. I got it right. <laughs> she loves Instagram. And she actually kind of got into another like mini feud with Antony from Queer Eye. <gasps> oh, no. Well, I don't because like Antony, but. I know, I know you have feelings for him. I don't have feelings for him. Against him. Negative I have feelings, feelings about him. Yes. <laughs> but like if given the chance, though, he's attractive. If given the chance, what? To make out with him, wouldn't you? No. Where he's like, Tofer, I couldn't go another day without the touch of your lips. I'd be lips. like, yeah, that's expected. I'm fucking gorgeous. Okay. But no. Okay. Turning down your crush would be better than actually making out with your crush. Well, he's not my crush. Being turned down by, I don't remember what I was saying. Okay. Anyway, wine. <laughs> what are we talking about, Anthony? So, I hate him. I don't actually. So, Anthony, Anthony, you're a wonderful person. <laughs> you so, finish okay. your thing and then I'm going to tell I you think, my beef with An Anthony because it's going to change your opinion. Okay, thank you. So Anthony attended a party at one of Martha Stewart's homes and he posted about it on Instagram, but he did not tag her in it. She got upset with him. So he then went on to Instagram to publicly apologize to her for not tagging her. He's like, I'm so sorry. I'm going to tag you. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, he did. But she loves Instagram. She's very active on Instagram. Like, we all remember the, like, the pool photo that she did. Where she burns Chelsea Handler. And then Chelsea, like, Handler, no, Handler, recreated it. And then she dragged <laughs> what Chelsea. What did you call her? Handler. <laughs> I'm drunk. Shush. <laughs> Shush. Shush. This cork is cute, though. Okay, okay. so do you want to hear my beef with Anthony? Yes, what's your beef? Bourguignon so I've, with I've him. always had a boof bourguignon with him. Mm -hmm. So my first beef with him was that the first season of Queer Eye that mm -hmm. he's in, everyone else is, like, serving a very specific purpose, and they are working for it. And yeah. I do want to say Bobby oh, is he the, the unsung most. hero. He does so much. He I does know. the most. I love Bobby. Jonathan Ness. Also, Jonathan, Karamo. Karamo, great. Yes. Tan. Tan. Um, I love him. I do think that I had a problem with him in the second season because I was like, the French tuck has got to stop being a constant. Like, this is a crap. Not right everything now. can be French tuck. Not and shouldn't be. And like, also, it was kind of this lesson of like, we get it. We know what a French tuck is now. Right. You Do something else. Yeah. Challenge yourself. But like in the first season, Anthony was doing shit like avocado toast and stuff. It was like, you are saying that you're this chef and you're not actually teaching people how to cook. He did get better with that. So I'm going to give him that. He did. But I feel like so much of it was like him coasting on looks. Mm -hmm. And everybody was just like, what a heartthrob. He's like a Disney prince. And I'm like, yes, he's a good looking guy. And yes, he's a model and does all this shit. But like that does not fit in with this, this like heartwarming narrative of Queer Eye where you are mm -hmm. really like giving of yourself and yeah. your talents to help these people become the best versions of themselves. Yeah. And then <gasps> there's this TikTok trend that's been happening where it's the different cast members of Queer Eye and they have them in this room and there's all these like lines drawn on the floor and they're standing in the oh, middle. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they ask them questions and it's like, you know, you go to 
this side if you strongly disagree. Right. You go to this side if you strongly agree. And it was something where like the person was asking, how important do you think it is to ask people when you're meeting them about what their pronouns are? And he went to the strongly disagree while like most oh, of the cast Anthony, stayed towards no. kind of like the middle of. And then, of course, Jonathan Van Ness was on the strongly agree. Sure, yeah. Bobby was on the strongly agree, right. which I love him for. And that was bad enough. But then when everyone was like, why? And he was like, I just don't think that it's something that should come up in conversation. And I'm like, but you're with people who like use different pronouns. And yeah, I I'm not saying that you should like immediately upon meeting somebody be like, what are your pronouns? But you should be picking up on some cues there yeah. and not assuming. And I, I that's my thing is like you don't assume right. until you've been told otherwise. And I do think that if you feel like there's a reason or you feel comfortable mm -hmm. enough with this person, mm -hmm. you should be asking like, and I'm fine with introducing myself and saying these are my pronouns. Sure. So that, yeah. that really left a bad taste in my mouth, yeah. given what That's, his platform yeah. is and who he has created this platform with. Right. I felt like it was really disrespectful to Jonathan. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I get that, like, which pronouns people use is a newer thing and, like, the social consciousness. And that it can be an awkward conversation sometimes to right. have. Like, and, and that. But it sounds like he wasn't so much on that side of it. He was just like, it just doesn't really affect me personally, so I don't it's, see the importance yeah, of it. Yeah, and that's how it came across. And that may not be how he meant it. And I may not Anthony, be. Anthony, if knows. you do end up listening, I don't want to sound like I. He listens every week and he gives us notes. Oh, well, you've not given me those. They're all for me. <laughs> I do want to say I'm not trying to, like, I'm being joking about how, like, I, I don't like Anthony. That's sure, not the sure, case yeah. at all. I just feel like that was a really weird moment and obviously this is a, a he, short he video where things could have misconstrued but more insight and empathy about this there wasn't an enthusiasm to learn mm. it felt like he was more about defending his position than asking well why is my position mm. problematic mm -hmm. and that yeah i do hold him to a higher standard because of who he is and in the, the show, show that, that he's, he's on, on and what it represents. And they've yeah. worked with trans yes, people several exactly. times before. Exactly. And non-binary people. And Jonathan Van Ness's own story, too, of mm -hmm. kind of coming to this realization of, like, being non-binary, what that means for, right. for them. And that's just disappointing that Anthony's not yeah. being more, not even open-minded, but just more kind and empathetic yeah. about it. So just to clarify my stance here, I... I don't actually hate Anthony. I joke about it. I don't. I think that you're a wonderful person. That was problematic to me. It left a little bit of a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah, that's and fine. That's understandable. Given the context, like you were saying, yeah. of your your platform, yeah. it was very like yeah. cringy. Yeah, that is super cringy. Well, but anyway, you know what? I'm going to give you all the points for that and say you won. Yay! Yay! Cheers! Cheers! Okay. So are you going to tell me about this, like... Let's talk about Martha's jail time. Yes. Okay. I'm, I'm so, so unclear about how, like, this even happened. How this worked. Okay. Yeah. So Martha really rose to fame in the 90s. Mm -hmm. You know, she had her show, Martha Stewart Living, or her magazine, sorry, Martha Stewart Living. Her show of the same name started in 1993, Martha Stewart Living. My mom was so that, like, 90s housewife, housewife yeah. that had 
her subscription to Southern Living and also Martha Stewart sure. Living. Right. And- I will say to you, my little brother really was into Martha Stewart when he was a child. Really? Yes. Because what a strange. Okay. He, he was a strange little boy. Yeah. He was like super into like sports and like Power Rangers, but also really into watching like cooking and lifestyle shows. <laughs> I love that. I know. I love that for his now wife, too. I know. I'm sure it comes in he handy. He keeps a very nice home, I will say that. <laughs> Straight men, take notes. Take notes. At one point, my mom had gotten a new vacuum and as like the oldest sibling in the house, like it was kind of fell on me to do like the chores. He got mad at both me and my mom because we weren't, quote, vacuuming right. So I he, love that. So he made a rule. It was his rule that he was the only person allowed to vacuum. We're like, okay. Do it then. Like, that's fine. And he did. Because he would, like, vacuum where you have, like, the neat little rows. The little, yeah. Yeah. I used to, that was my chore growing up, too. And I loved to have it so that at the edge of the wall was the little, like, V shape. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. I loved it. Yeah, he was very precise in that. And, like, he loved watching Martha Stewart. Fact checkers going to listen to this and be like, you never vacuum now. And I'm like, yeah, because we don't have carpet. Right. It's not satisfying anymore. (laughs) You can't make the pattern. Right. (laughs) So we're going to put wall-to-wall carpeting in your home now. Perfect. Perfect. We'll love that. Love that with a puppy who's still learning, like, you know, yeah. great training, potty it's, it's training. It's great. It's Perfect. great. He yeah. did not poop in the house yesterday, for sure. No, he didn't. He called me up. He's like, guess what? I didn't poop in the house today. Exactly. Click. And that was the whole conversation. Yep. Yeah. So she really rose to fame in the 90s. Her brand, Martha Stewart Living, became its own corporation, the Omni Media, in um, 97. They went public on the stock exchange in 1999, and she became the first woman self-made billionaire. Wow. Yeah. That's intense. Yeah. Isn't that intense? I'm going to drink to Martha. Drink to that. Cheers, Martha. So, yeah. Cheers, Martha. So, she- Cheers me. Yeah, I will. <laughs> Satisfying clink. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to refill my glass. Here we go. Yeah, that sounds like wine. Yep. Don't worry about it. I gave you the last of our wine. I do appreciate that. I'm a giving person. You are. Generous. You are. So she went on the stock market. And I think that kind of like reignited her stock passion. Her stock shark. Her stock sharkness. But she got into some trouble in 2001 because of insider trading. So So it was her own company? Not not her own company, surprisingly enough. It was another company. And I've forgotten the name. I didn't write it down because whatever. Yes. No, it wasn't Enron. She got in trouble because a friend of hers said, hey, we should sell these stocks that we have. And I think it was a biotech company. Martha, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not wrong. I'm perfect. Just like you, Martha. I was mainly saying if you do a spit take right then. <laughs> you didn't. You held it in It was job. so hard not to. I know. You can't see my face right now at home, but oh my God. <coughs> we hear it. <coughs> So her friend basically said, hey, sell these stocks because the FDA didn't approve this thing that the biotech company was doing. So she was like, okay. She sold some of her stocks in the stock market, dropped for that company. And then it was later, like, came to light that she was doing insider trading because that's what insider trading is. Wait, what? That's what insider trading is? Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm sure that there's more complexity to this that I don't know, but. Nope. It's exactly as I said. (laughs) But I don't see anything wrong with that. If if you oh, so Tofer's pro insider trading. Interesting. No, I don't understand why that's the problem. Is is you have inside information that's not available to the public on a publicly traded company. How so how is the public you, not to know that 
Because the if you, FDA didn't approve something. Because if you have access to the information before everybody else does. So that's the issue. Is that's that the issue. The person had like an yes. inside scoop that the FDA. Hence the insider part of the okay, insider trading. Listen, I'm trying to work through this right now. You think I know I don't have a finance brain. I don't. So, Money is also magic to me. So just to like reiterate yeah. as I'm processing. Mm-hmm. So her friend had an inside tip that had not like Reached. you couldn't yeah. you couldn't look this up. This right. was not it was not public knowledge. Yeah. And oh that's really sucky though because honestly, here's here's part of my thing mm-hmm. too. This is maybe a little bit slithering of me. Mm-hmm. But that puts Martha in a really bad position that a friend reached out to her with this inside information because then it's like, well, yeah. Now all of a sudden it's... I know that if I don't unload this I'm going to end up losing a bunch of money. So here's the bunch of bunny that she. The bunch of bunny? Yes. (laughs) She saved a lot of She was trading bunnies? Yeah. She doesn't wear fur anymore, by the way. What? She doesn't wear fur anymore, by the way. Was I not clear the first (laughs) time? You were not. (laughs) Well, that's something that. That's a separate issue. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So. The money that she quote unquote saved from this was 50 grand, which remember, she just became a billionaire. That's nothing. That's nothing for her to save like 50 grand. I'm so. So I'm so like this cost her so much in terms of like her reputation. Obviously, she was caught. She went to prison. She was sentenced to two years in prison. And then she had like some. Like probationary period and then like restrictions on what she could and couldn't do with in terms of like her companies and finances and stuff like that. She ended up serving about a year and a half in prison. Wow. Mm-hmm. But at like a, one of those like minimal security. Federal prisons tend to be more minimal. I'm saying that very confidently. I don't know. But it was a minimal security prison. Like was it the type from like Arrested Development where they have like softball It was the type from like, like Orange is the New Black. Like oh. minimal security. Because so it's minimal. Was that minimal? Mm-hmm. Oh. The, re- the real person who went to Orange is the New Black prison. Okay. Which was in Danbury, Connecticut. Which she was not sentenced to, but she went to another place. But anyway. I don't know. I always think of like when people talk about minimal security prisons. I Maybe this is because of how I, how I grew up and mm-hmm. I just heard things. But it was always like, oh yeah, it's basically like... A country club, but you all have to wear the same thing. And there's, like, tennis and golf and shit like that. Which I think is a little bit of an over-exaggeration. Like, the prison system is not providing amenities to people, per se. But there is a difference between, like, a minimal security prison and, like, a maximum security prison. In terms of, like, what's offered to people Was I mean, was the the penalty for the person who gave her the... I don't know what happened with that. I would hope that would be so much more because honestly, again, I'm not saying that what she did was right or legal, but if somebody were to tell you like, hey, you need to get rid of your house right now because this thing that's happening has not been published yet. Oh, yeah. I definitely like get the impulse to be like, well, shit, like I better. Yeah. Like I'm friends with this person. I trust their opinion. I trust them professionally. So if they're saying this thing, I better follow up with it. Right. Even though that is you acting on information that not everybody has access to yet. Right. And that's where it comes down is that there were people who were like buying the stocks who were then. Who did not know. Yeah. yeah. And they lost money. Oh, that's a that's a complicated ethical issue right there. And that mm-hmm. we are not an ethical uh podcast. <laughs> no, we're not. So I'm not no. I'm not gonna harp on that anymore. We're not but it ethicists, is ethicists, no, by any means. Or estheticians. Or estheticians. 
But that is a complicated issue. Yeah. So she she got in trouble. She served prison time. She was on probation after she got out of her sentence. She um, had all these restrictions. Like she couldn't be like the CEO of her company anymore. She had to step down. She couldn't do these certain things because of the financial restrictions mm-hmm. based on her, her criminal sentence. Which is fair. Later on, those things were like eventually restored to her. So she's doing fine now. We shouldn't feel bad for and her. And she, well, let's yeah. also be honest, she was doing fine even with those restrictions. She was doing just fine, yeah. So after she came out of prison, that was 2004, 2005 when she served her prison sentence. She started that. the Martha Stewart show when she came out. Which is kind of like pick back up with TV then. And she also had her Apprentice spinoff, which we've talked about before oh, yeah. with Bethany Frankel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like 2005-ish. And then she had some more shows. And Snoop Dogg was a guest on one of her shows in 2008. That's how they became friends. I and love that. I, I just assumed that they became friends because... Like a network said, this would be a funny idea. No. I love that they just it was like a organically did. Yeah, yeah, that's great. She says that like she loves his laid back nature, which I think is like a really nice compliment to her, like really kind of type A personality. Yes. In a lot of ways. Yes. You know? But here's the thing about that is mm-hmm. that type A personalities, mm-hmm. sometimes they need somebody in their life that makes them yeah. stop. Yeah. And just be. Yeah. And I feel like with her upbringing and having these like beautiful like Connecticut homes and like, you know, she she really does. It's not her love of curating her own home and garden and all that isn't just for her fame. It's not even primarily for all of that. No, it's a genuine love that she has of like gardening and cooking and hosting and all that stuff. And so I think that there's, this is conjecture, but I feel like it makes sense. Sure. I think that. We'll say it's true. Yeah, I think that, you know, having friendships with people like Snoop Dogg who are more laid back and having him over and just being able to do those things that she really enjoys in a way that is reconnecting with like, this is why I enjoy this Mm -hmm. is probably really important to her. Well, and and I think, too, there's definitely that aspect of like the New Englandy, like, which has a perception of being like kind of uptight and mm -hmm. like very like on the go. Versus, versus SoCal. his, like, SoCal, yeah. laid-back, chill vibes, yeah. which are really kind of nice and complimentary. Yeah. I yeah. love it. I, I think love it's it. great. So they became really good friends, which we've talked about. <sighs> I and they had to see a, like, fucking dinner party with them. I know. Well, they had their own show that we've talked about, so you can't find it, starting in 2016 on VH1. What's it the called? The Cookout Show. The Cookout Like, Snoop and Martha's Wait, it's on cookout. VH1? That's where it first aired. Oh, okay. Yeah. Again, that was 2016. VH1. Well, it's 2016. It's been a minute. But yeah, she and Snoop have continued their friendship. They've recently endorsed some new Bic lighters. Have you seen those commercials? I've not. Well, They're... I don't. I don't ever see commercials okay. anymore. Well, yeah, sure. I'm above commercials. <laughs> I'm above them. Where she's like, "They're great for lighting candles." <laughs> That's a good Martha impression. That was me. a really good Martha Thank impression, you. and I love you. Even did the face, and I. I know. I felt like I was transported to Connecticut. And he's for like, a second. and they're great for other things too, <laughs> like sex things. Yes, when you light your partners genitals on fire no please don't do that don't do that please don't now we're gonna get flags for like inciting violence please don't don't do that unless they deserve to have their candles lit there you go for a romantic evening there you go yeah so like they did a lovely like partnership and they're very tongue-in-cheek too with their friendship because i think a lot of people think kind of like what you did where 
They're like, oh, some exec at a network thought it would be funny to pair them together. But they genuinely love each other, which is so sweet. It's so (laughs) we've talked about this before, how like you and I both have this like fascination with unlikely animal friendships and videos of that where Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, my God, it's an ostrich and a a bunny. Yeah. And you would have thought. yeah. Yeah. Like, what was the one I was texting you about it recently where the cheetah that... Oh, and the dog. And the dog. Yeah. Yes. It's they kind have of... support dogs. I know. And I'm not saying that that's the same thing as this, but right. it's along that same line where it's like, this would not have made sense in my head if right. you had just like proposed it to me. Right. But watching it make sense in real life is the most wholesome because, and wonderful like, thing ever. He's a rapper who has some gang... Affiliations. Affiliations. Yeah. She is this very waspy New Englander. You wouldn't think that they would have anything in common, let alone, like, grow to, like, love each other in this wonderful platonic way, but they really do. Yeah. And all their interviews together are so sweet and adorable. (sighs) I want to see some. They're really cute. I watched a bunch this morning in, like, preparation. I love them so much together because you can tell they're very much themselves. Mm -hmm. They don't try to, like, pander to the other person in a way that, like, would feel fake. Right. But they have this genuine affection for one another and, like, appreciation for one another, too, which is lovely. And that's the other thing that, like, when I first found out about them having this show together Mm -hmm. and then people were talking about them being friends, that was one of the things that popped into my head was, oh, my God, I hope this isn't one of those weird things where it's like, I'm a white woman and, look, I'm not racist because I have this person right here. Yeah, I can see where people are like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, and so, like, the clips that I've seen of them together... It's not that. She's not no, pandering. She's not, not trying to like prove that she's a, a woke person. No. They just genuinely do have a friendship. They, yeah, they really love each other and they like talking about like cooking and their their kids and their grandkids and stuff. I love so it. And of course, like they both like joke around. It's adorable. It's so cute. I really I think that's the thing that's like really maybe endeared Martha's Martha Stewart. Murder, murder, Stewart. Murder, dirty. Martha Stewart to younger generations mm. maybe did not grow up with her in the 90s as like this household icon. Yeah. Is her friendship with Snoop, which I think is so sweet. We're getting kind of to the end of it. So Martha's going strong. She's doing all she's selling At her 81. merch. I know. She has a podcast, which I would listen to because, again, I love her voice. True. But also, celebrities, you don't need podcasts. Mm. Leave it to us pores, please. We are also celebrities. We were featured on a podcast last season. I mean, we are. Yes, our own. We were asked to come on as the guest stars and celebrities. Every episode. (laughs) Cheers to that. So um, what else do you want to know or say about Martha Stewart or this wine? The wine has honestly, it's not necessarily that it's opened up more I think it's been very consistent, which Mm -hmm. for a $10 bottle of wine is exactly what I want it to do. It's been very enjoyable. Mm -hmm. If you are somebody who really loves an apple cidery, apple juicy sort of flavor profile, and you want to drink a Chardonnay Mm -hmm. out in the sun during the summer, Mm -hmm. this is a great one to go for. Yeah. I have to say, I'm also, I'm really happy having learned a lot of things about Martha Stewart and who she is. I continue to feel that connection with her. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that connection is is justified Mm -hmm. and Mm ethical-ish as much Mm -hmm. as it can be for Slytherins. And yeah, 
I'm ready to deliver my verdict. Okay, I'm ready too. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay, are we gonna count down? Sure. Why do we always say that? We always count down. Like in real courts. <laughs> like, count down. like when the judge says, jury, all right. No, they don't do that either. Three, two, one. Not, Not guilty. guilty of wine crimes. Not guilty of wine crimes. That's for damn sure. Yeah. Um, this is this delightful. Like yeah. I already drank my glass, so yeah. I'm not a Chardonnay fan, and this is something that I would actually mm-hmm. really enjoy drinking. If I were to go to somebody's party and there was a plethora of wines, this would be one of the options that tempts yeah, me. I would say for sure. It did exceed my expectations for Same. It. Yeah. Same. I yeah. think this is really well done. Yeah, so thanks, Martha. Thank you, Martha. And um, if you have questions and wines you want to send us, Reach out to us. Reach out to us, Martha. And other people, too. (laughs) She did have her own, like, actual brand of wines for a while, but I don't think you can get them anymore. Yeah. Oh, well. Well. But I know you have some in your cellar in one of your many homes, So you send those to us. We've been nothing if not complimentary. Yeah. To everybody else, all us regular people, you can send us any wines you have or idea suggestions at truecrimesagainstwine at Gmail. Not Twitter. Nope. Instagram. We're on Instagram just like Martha. TikTok. And Facebook. Yep. And until next time, here's to a fantastic new season. Yes. Cheers to that. Cheers. Ciao. Love you, bitch. All right. Love you too. Bye.